Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a and Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The 2020 MLB season will be one like any other that we have seen before. A 60-game sprint in just over two months to decide who will be playing in October in a format that lends itself to the unpredictable. But that's where Greg Peterson comes in. He's got you covered daily, highlighting elements and angles that will be essential to know along with his picks with every single game on every single day. Now it is time for the Baseball Betting podcast with Greg Peterson. Warm hello, welcome to Lovely Las Vegas for the Baseball Betting Podcast. Myself, Greg Peterson, now powered by Book It Sports. Book It Sports is the app that's going to be changing the way that you look at sports betting, and it's coming out November 1st. As you guys know, hashtag gambling Twitter can sometimes be a little bit of an interesting place. And what Book It Sports is going to be doing is giving you all the joy of gambling Twitter without the bad stuff, like all the stuff that's not related to sports gambling that is very much clickbait or very controversial, everything like that, all the random cat memes. You're able to track all of your plays. You're able to post up your record, track line moves, be able to get live scores, and so much more. And you're able to follow them on Twitter at BookItHQ as they are doing a great job sponsoring this podcast. Our good buddy Jeff Parlso has joined this podcast a few times, a parlay cast, and so much more. So big thanks to them. And a big thanks to the person that is going to be joining me in the second segment, Trevor Bowers agent Rachel Luba, who also does a great podcast for her own, the Corked Up podcast. She's going to be joining me in the second segment. Since we did not wind up having a game yesterday in the World Series, I thought that this would be a good time to have a little bit more of a general chat when it comes to Major League Baseball. As we know, Trevor Bauer, in my opinion, should win the National League Cy Young. He was that good. We're going to ask how he wound up coming out firing all cylinders while other guys did not wind up 
doing so and just how technology is changing the game when it comes to baseball because I think that that's a very important note we're noticing just all these pitchers going faster and faster what are setting some of these guys apart what might be big difference makers for some of these guys that they are trying to mix sort of velocity along with nuances to be able to get out hitters so we're gonna have that aspect of it we're gonna get her thoughts a little bit on the World Series in general just how the game is becoming a little bit more fun as well so nice wide ranging chat in the second segment and then in the final segment to give you guys a sign total on Game 3 of the World Series. It's something I like to call Touch Em All. That is going to be powered by our good friends at MyBookie because with MyBookie, they realize that the games are really starting to heat up. You've got college basketball coming back November 25th. Obviously, we got the World Series going on. NFL, college football, so much more. And they want to be able to maximize the way that you are able to make money on all of these because they are going to be giving you a sign of bonus when you use the promo code OVERTIME. If you go to MyBookie, you wind up making your first deposit and you use that promo code overtime, you're going to get your first deposit doubled dollar for dollar up to $1,000 on that. So you're able to get the side in total like you're able to find on this podcast, but you're also able to bet player props there in game. So let's say that things are not going as expected. Like Things were not going the way I expected the Dodgers to on Game 2 of the World Series. Well, you're able to help fix that a little bit with an in-game bet and so much more. So they're doing absolutely great work. And hopefully you guys are appreciating the work I'm doing on this podcast. And typically in the first segment, I wind up recapping the games from the day before. We did not have any of those, and I also love to be able to answer your Twitter questions as well. If there is something that you'd like answered on this podcast, feel free to fire that into my Twitter timeline at JRS41. If you send these via direct message, letters DM to me mean does not matter, and you're also able to send these in via an Apple podcast view. Rate this podcast five stars, and if you do so, you're able to leave your question, comment, concern there as well, but did not get any of those, and like I said, since we didn't have any games, there's no reason to continue to beat around the bush. Let's get into some actual baseball talk. We're going to be chatting with Rachel Luba, does an absolutely terrific job as a player agent and does a great job with her own podcast, Corked Up. We're going to be talking to her next about a wide variety of things when it comes to baseball and then in the final segment, going to give you guys a sign total on World Series Game 3 and that's on the other side right here on the Baseball Bank Podcast. Myself, Greg Peterson, now forward by Booking Sports. Greg is calling in a pinch hitter from the Overtime Network Hotline. And we're back here in lovely Las Vegas for the Baseball Betting Podcast. Myself, Greg Peterson, now powered by Book and Sports. Book and Sports, giving you the site that you've always wanted to be able to track your sports bet. Think about it as gambling Twitter without all the things that you hate about gambling Twitter, like all the random memes, people posting up what they're having for lunch and everything like that. Meanwhile, you're able to track all the action. You're able to take a look at live lines, live scores, so much more. It's going to be absolutely tremendous. It's coming your way November 1st. You're able to track all that they're doing at Book It HQ. That app is going to be available for both Apple and Android. And our next guest is someone that's also doing absolutely tremendous work. She is the agent for one of the most notable pitchers out there in the MLB. And in my opinion, the man that should win the National League Cy Young, Trevor Bauer. She also does a fantastic podcast of her own that is called Corked Up. And that is with another friend of this show, Jessica Kleinschmidt, who obviously does great work out here on the West Coast. And we've got a Pepperdine grad, and I'm getting hyped up for college basketball myself. Kobe Ross season going to be upon us before we know it, as it is Rachel Luba joining me on the podcast. You're able to follow her on Twitter at Agent Rachel Luba. And Rachel, it is great to have you aboard today. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. And I know that we were talking a little bit about this off air, but I think that the postseason for this year in Major League Baseball has been tremendous. I don't know how players are really gauging if they want another postseason in which you get 
eight teams in from each division. But what I think is so great is that we were looking at, oh, no, there might be a team like, and I am a native of the state of Wisconsin, but a team like the Milwaukee Birds that has absolutely no business whatsoever going to the World Series, making it there. Obviously, that did not wind up happening as the Los Angeles Dodgers wound up dispatching them in two games. And I think by and large, this has been really good for baseball on time that, let's face it, it certainly has been very weird with the pandemic. The teams are just trying to generate as much money as possible. And at the same time, I think that with this postseason format for one year, they were able to generate a little bit more money. They were able to gather some buzz. And at the same time, it didn't affect the product that we ultimately got. That would be two one seeds in the World Series. Yeah, no doubt. I think that that was kind of a concern, both just because you have a shortened season. So for a lot of teams, we see time and time again where they start off really hot and they can't continue at that level through 162 games. So, you know, the 162 plays a big factor in having what we consider the best teams in the playoffs. So, you know, the shortened season, I know people were a little wary about whether the best product and the best teams truly would be in the postseason. And then you also have teams like the Brewers and the Astros who had a losing record going into the postseason, which is a little odd. But then you saw them, at least the Astros get hot, you know, almost made it to the World Series. So that would have been a huge upset, I think. A lot of people would have viewed it that way, especially given, you know, they had a losing record. But in the end, it all kind of worked out and we see the best teams in the World Series, which is cool. The only odd part, and I wonder if it's just because, you know, the Rays fan base is notoriously not great at showing up to games and watching, but I think they've had a historic like low in viewership for the World Series so far, which is a little sad. Yeah, it certainly is. And I think that we've noticed across the board viewership across sports, whether it be the NFL, obviously, there are a lot of people making a whole big deal out of the NBA Finals ratings and everything like that. It is one of those things in which I think we've noticed it across the board, certainly a variety of factors, especially with more fans streaming the game than ever before. I do think that that's important because what I think has been good about the 2020 baseball season is that it feels like the MLB is finally stepping out of the 1960s and they're realizing, oh, guys doing bad flips after home runs. These are good things. Fernando Tatis Jr. hitting a grand slam on a 3-0 count. No longer should that be considered taboo and no longer should the penalty be him getting beat by like 15 fastballs for the rest of the year and everything like that. I think slowly but surely... The MLB is starting to realize these guys are stars, guys like Fernando Tatis Jr., guys like Mike Trout, obviously your client, Trevor Bauer. He's certainly an out there guy, and he backs it up pretty much every single time. I think that being able to promote these guys is good for the game of baseball in general because we've seen the way that the NBA has been able to rise to prominence is by getting behind their guys and being like, hey, we need to market a guy like a LeBron James and make him the face of the league. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, look, that's been... Bauer's whole push. It's why he started his media company, Momentum. And they've been, you know, so fun to follow and watch their content that they put out. I mean, the whole message behind it has been, you know, promote these players, like let them have personality because nowadays you're going to lose the younger generation of baseball fans if you don't recognize that this is how you get younger people to, you know, be interested in the sport. You have to show their personality. You have to put them on social media. They don't have long attention spans and you have to, you know, hype them up and let people really see 
into, you know, the person and the player um, off the field or else you are going to lose an entire generation. And so it's been really cool to see just in 2020 how I think we've seen it shift. You know, the postseason last year, you had Bregman carries back to first base and has to go out and apologize for it. That was so taboo, so much con- like so controversial that he did that. And then this year, I mean, think of all the ridiculous antics throughout the entire season. It's been awesome, but we've seen a big shift. I think it's really cool. Absolutely. I still remember when Jose Bautista hit his big home run in the American League playoffs a few years ago, and then he winds up the next season getting punched in the face for it. I think that we're starting to move past that time, and I think we're all better for it, as we do have Rachel Luba. Does a great job with her own podcast, Corked Up, that is with Jessica Kleinschmidt. She also is a tremendous player agent joining me on the podcast. And when I take a look at this strange 2020 season, I think that what really stood out is just the way that pitchers were able to get ramped up for the season because this was a year in which these guys were sort of like on again, off again, because as we know, there was a whole lot of hoopla as to are we going to be getting a season at all? Are we going to be getting a 100-game season? Are we going to be getting a 50-game season? Ultimately, it wound up being 60 games. And what I noticed from your client, Trevor Bauer, is that from game one of the season, it just felt like he was a little bit more dialed in than a lot of these other guys. You could tell that a lot of these guys that traditionally they get off to good starts, they were just thrown off by the strangeness of the season in general. And I don't necessarily blame them, but what was really a driving force in Trevor being able to have the season that he has? Because I said it at the top, I think that Trevor Bauer should win the NL Cy Young because from start number one, even though the team wound up losing that start against the Detroit Tigers, I think that in like six and a third innings, his first start of the year, he punched out 13, looked absolutely tremendous. And then in his last start of the year against the Atlanta Braves, his team didn't wind up winning. That wasn't his fault because his team wound up scoring zero runs in 13 innings against the Atlanta Braves. But he was just tremendous from start one till the final start in the playoffs. Yeah, you know, Bowers, that's always been kind of his MO. Even in a normal offseason, he takes about two weeks off and then he gets going and starts training. He's very good at planning. He takes the offseason very seriously and the way he goes about it is very methodical and planned out, mapped out. And so he just kind of looked at it like, you know, when the season got postponed, he was like, all right, he just went back into offseason mode. Obviously, he did have, you know, a gut feeling like I did that we were probably going to end up with a 60 game season, but he realized, look, it's not starting anytime soon. Doesn't seem like. So let's just kind of pretend, you know, he mapped it out like off season begins and just an off season part two and with kind of a rough idea of where he needs to be. And, you know, he like a month or two before the season started, he started doing the live at bats that Momentum filmed and put out there, which were great. So he's facing hitters, some big league hitters that were in Arizona, you know, to kind of keep up the competitive aspect of it and you know to be in some high intensity situations where he could pitch and kind of get that game like feeling so he stayed ready he was ready to go whenever he also knew that given a shortened season the biggest advantage he could have is to be ready and to come out hot when he knew like the reality is probably a lot of other guys are going to struggle there so that was something he really focused on and obviously it paid off And I know that you guys on your podcast as well, I've had the chance to speak to Dan Straley, a guy that I really think is doing a great job out there with the KBO, as we know, during the quarantine period. Things were quite brutal the months of May, June, even into July a little bit. And 
KBO is one of the things that really kept me going. But with watching the KBO, what I realized with Dan Straley is how much he's adapted to some of the new technology that you're finding in baseball. Things like TrackMan data, things like Rapsodo. And I know that Trevor Bauer wound up making a couple appearances on a couple of those KBO broadcasts as well. And he too spoke about the importance of technology as well. How has that really been changing the game with pitchers? Because as we know, the name of the game in baseball now is velocity. You're not finding as many guys like Kyle Hendricks anymore that they're going out there. They're just relying upon sheer command with like an 88 or so mile per hour fastball. It's all about, okay, how can I get my fastball from 95 miles per hour to 97 miles per hour? And how do I get a little bit more spin rate as well? And how has that been able to help out Trevor Bauer in his game? I mean, obviously a tremendous amount. I think everyone, but he's always looking to how do I get an advantage? And how do I take the technology that is available to me to use it to create this advantage? You know, we do it in society as humans. We develop technology. We use technology to, you know, gain advantage and he's just doing the same thing. I think obviously velocity right now is kind of the hot thing for pitchers, but you know, eventually we're going to have everybody that's in the big leagues throwing, you know, close to a hundred over a hundred and you're going to have to figure out what's the next advantage. So, I mean, to me, it's going to be a lot of movement. That's going to be, how do I get better movement on my pitches, you know, with obviously the velocity and that will be like an added advantage. So you always see kind of shifts in, in the league and how they try to, you know, gain an advantage and then the hitters will adjust and then they shift to something else. So look, obviously technology has been, you know, a huge help for Trevor. And I think, Really, any pitchers that embrace it will find that it helps them. I'm right there with you. We've seen in every single sport out there in North America that technology has been playing a bigger and bigger part of it. Those are able to hone it. Those are able to use it to the max. Typically wind up coming out on top as we do have Rachel Luba joining me on the podcast. And Rachel, obviously, as we're doing this podcast right now, we've got a tremendous World Series going on. It's one-to-one Tampa Bay Rays and Los Angeles Dodgers. I know that you wound up going to college out in the lovely state of California out there at Pepperdine. And I think that this is going to be a really interesting next five games because in game three, you're going to have Charlie Morton going up against Walker Beeler. Two guys that have been two of the better stories out there in the postseason with both of these guys having sub two ERAs. And I don't know if you have much of a take as to who you think might be able to pull it out in the World Series, but I think that we're going to be in for an exciting series. I was a little bit down on the Tampa Bay Rays after game one, but what I could say about both these teams is that they've had a bunch of resilience because we remember the Tampa Bay Rays wound up taking a terrible sweep at the beginning of the year against the Baltimore Orioles. Now, we did realize Baltimore Orioles of 2020, quite a bit better than those of 2019, but certainly not something that you'd expect. Meanwhile, with the LA Dodgers, they had to rally from a 3-1 deficit just to be able to get into this situation. They've been able to do it in all varieties of baseball. I think that we're going to be in for a tremendous series, and I really do think that these bullpens might decide it because we are seeing a little bit more of an adoption to more of these wholesale approaches we certainly saw from the Los Angeles Dodgers in Game 2. I really think that the depth and just the manager that winds up using that depth is going to be the team that winds up coming out on top. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so I actually, I went to college, I went to UCLA. So Dave Roberts is a Bruin like me. I went to law school at Pepperdine though. But so yeah, I've been around the LA area. I grew up though in NorCal, so I was a Giants fan. So, you know, Dodgers growing up was, it pained me to, you know, root for them. But I, I do like the team and I love the Rays team. I think it's been a really fun, exciting team. And again, I agree with you on the bullpen. I think it really is going to come down to bullpen usage. But I think it's going to be cool to see, look, like you have one of the, the second highest payroll in baseball going against the third lowest payroll in baseball. And, you know, just the juxtaposition of 
money that is spent and how they're able to get all the way to the World Series. But my prediction, I would like to see the Rays because I think they have a really fun, great team. But also, I am a big fan of teams that spend money. So either way, I guess it's a win, whoever wins. Yeah, and I have a good buddy, Rich Hollenberg, that does quite a bit of work with the Tampa Bay Rays and their TV broadcasts of all their games. And I know that they've been selling out their 98ers shirts, as you remember. Aroldis Chapman wound up throwing at Mark Barrasso. And then Kevin Cash winds up coming out after that saying, I've got a whole stable of guys that throw 98 miles per hour. So I absolutely love the fact that they're doing that. And Rachel, I love what you're doing for the game as well. Trevor has been absolutely tremendous with not just his pitching, but just being able to give a little bit more personality to these MLB players as well. Certainly was a strange 2020 season, but I know you've been doing a great job of being able to promote these players, and you do a great job with your podcast, Corked Up with Jessica Kleinschmidt as well. So let the good people at home know what you're just working on right now, and how they're able to follow along with the podcast and all that you're doing with Momentum and so much more on social media and elsewhere. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, you can follow me, obviously, on Twitter, at Agent Rachel Luba. I'm on Instagram at rachel.luba and then i have our corked up podcast that momentum produces with jess kleinschmidt and you know we'll put out episodes once a week and talk about you know from her viewpoint of everything just as a media person and then my take from the agent and player side just kind of looking at the game and talking about hot topics and probably giving a few hot takes here and there but yeah so definitely subscribe to our podcast and give us a follow and there's some good content on there. It certainly is. I'm one of the subscribers of Corked Up. Both do an absolutely tremendous job. And Rachel did a tremendous job joining me on the podcast today. So big thanks to Rachel Luba for joining me right here on the Baseball Betting Podcast. And coming next, now powered by Book It Sports, it is that time that I give you a sign total on Game 3 of the World Series and something I like to call Touch Em All. Welcome back to the Baseball Betting Podcast with Greg Peterson as we're off to a quality start. And now it's time to walk it off in a grand fashion. And we're back here in Lovey Las Vegas for the Baseball Betting Podcast. Myself, Greg Peterson, now powered by Book and Sports, the app that's going to be coming your way November 1st for both Apple iPhone along with Android. They're going to be absolutely terrific with the way that they're going to be changing the game when it comes to sports betting with being able to offer you guys an app that is much like an Instagram slash Facebook slash Twitter feed, but you don't have to deal with all the nuisances of Twitter, Facebook, the cat memes, the political posts, and everything like that. You just get good, solid sports gambling content, line moves, scoring updates, what have you. So it is going to be absolutely tremendous, just like Rachel Luba was. Big thanks to her for joining me right here on the podcast. I've been trying to get her on for quite a while. Finally was able to make it happen, so I'm very happy about that. And it was at a good time as well, since we did not wind up having a World Series game on Thursday. But we've got one today, so I'm going to give you guys a sign total on Game 3 of the World Series and a little something I like to call Touch Em All. If a game is listed on the betting board, Greg has a sign and a total on it, so it is time to touch them all. Do note that any changes that are made to these plays will be listed up on my Twitter feed at JarenSquirty1. When you get into this time, typically you're not going to be finding too many changes, but with that said, we certainly do know that we've already seen one in the postseason when Clayton Kershaw wound up getting scratched from a start. We saw Max Scherzer get scratched from a World Series start as well, so always do want to throw out there that disclaimer as per usual. Anything that does get changed at my Twitter feed at JarenSquirty1, and we go in Las Vegas rotation order because, well, there's only one game that is on the betting board. That'd be 955-956. The Tampa Bay Rays are going to be playing against the LA Dodgers. 
This game is still in Arlington, so no change there, but you've got the Tampa Bay Rays now officially listed as a home team as it's going to be Charlie Morton taking the bump for them. Meanwhile, Walker Buehler is on the bump for the LA Dodgers. If you're looking at the Dodgers, you're going to be playing anywhere between minus 148 and minus 155. Meanwhile, your plus price here with the Rays, anywhere between plus 135 and plus 140 total on this game is 7.5, and with the 7.5, it is all over the place when it comes to the juice. The year over is anywhere between even and minus 115. The under is anywhere between minus 120 and minus 105, and this is a spot in which I am taking a look at the under now. I do recognize that the ballpark out there in Arlington, when the roof is open, has been playing very hitter-friendly, and by that I mean the ballpark in Arlington, whenever the roof has been closed, it has been very pitcher-friendly, but the over is 12-4 and four in the last 16 games at Globe Life Field, whenever the roof has been open, so that is something that dates back to the Texas Rangers home games during the regular season, and obviously into the postseason, so that is something that I took into account, but when you take a look at both of these pitchers, they have been flat out tremendous here in the postseason. Walker Buehler had a little bit of an issue when it came to command at the beginning of the postseason, but you take a look at his last start against the Atlanta Braves. Six strong innings, did not wind up giving up a single earned run, and he did not issue a walk as well. That is something that you'd like to see. And for Walker Buehler, he's made four postseason starts so far. He's registering right around 13 and a half strikeouts per nine innings in the postseason, as he's got a grand total of 29 of them across 19 innings, so that is very encouraging. ERA so far in this postseason, just below two. And for Charlie Morton, he has been absolutely masterful as well. Last time they gave out more than two walks was during the 2019 season, so you know that the command's going to be there. Across the three postseason starts, 15 and two-thirds innings. He's only given up two runs and only one of which has been earned. And both he and Walker Buehler are going to be backed up by really good bullpens as well. When you take a look at the Dodgers and the Tampa Bay Rays, both had top five bullpen ERAs out there in the big leagues. And with the Dodgers as well, they're going to be a little bit more rested after. Obviously, they wound up taking that wholesale approach out there in game two. So you're going to have pretty much everyone that is on the roster available to pitch, obviously, aside from maybe like Tony Gonsolin and guys that you wouldn't want out there anyway. So Bursuit or Gratterall, Victor Gonzalez, Pedro Baez, list goes on and on. Obviously, Kenley Jansen as well. They are all going to be available. Meanwhile, for the Tampa Bay Rays, you're going to have guys like Peter Fairbanks that are going to be available for the team. Aaron Loop has been pretty solid for the team during the postseason. Now, Nick Anderson has been shaky along with Kenley Jansen, so that is something that you do want to know. But I do think that both of these guys are going to be able to do a good job of keeping the ball in the yard with the way that Bueller has been pitching. I think that that could pose an issue for a Tampa Bay Rays team that they were the only team in Major League Baseball that at the plate this year wound up punching out an average of more than 10 times per game. And with the Tampa Bay race. It is huge that Brandon Lott was able to get going in game two. I mean, this is a guy that had been as cold as the Arctic going into that game. I think he was hitting like a buck 15, but he was able to get two home runs. That's something that you'd like to see. And though I know that the Tampa Bay Rays love the platooning situation, I think that G-Man Joy should be out there every game. He has been doing a terrific job so far in this postseason, along with Manuel Margot. Margot has been saying, you know what? Let's go this postseason. As during the regular season, he was hitting more around a 270, but here in the postseason, he's been hitting above a 300. He's been able to give the team five home home runs after one during the regular season and Randy Arozarena, we all know about him. Seven home runs so far this postseason. He had seven during the regular season. Now he's only hitting a buck 67 here in the World Series across two games, but 444 on base. And for the Dodgers, you've sort of seen that with Corey Seager as well. He was able to get that home run in game two, but you can tell that the Tampa Bay Rays were just sitting there like, okay, this is a guy that wound up hitting five home runs in that series against the Atlanta Braves. Let's pitch around him a little bit more as he wound up drawing three walks in that game one win for the Dodgers. They pitch him in game two, and they wound up getting burned back. Muncy has been also a very good find for the Dodgers as he was hitting below a 200 during the regular season here in the postseason. He's been able to do a little bit better, and you've got to think that with the Dodgers, you're going to get a couple of these bats going. Jack Peterson was not terrific during the regular season.
postseason, but here in the postseason, he has been able to pick it up. A.J. Pollock does not have a hit so far in this postseason. And for the Tampa Bay Rays, I do think that they're going to be able to hold down the fort with all their bullpen pieces, but I think that Walker Buehler is starting to come into his own. He was dealing with a little bit of a blister injury towards the beginning of the postseason. It looks like he's certainly passed that. I do think that the Dodgers just have a little bit more sheer talent when it comes to the lineup, though. I do think that Charlie Martin, a guy that has a history of being able to knock off the Dodgers in the postseason, and a little bit of a fun fact here, he's the only guy to win three winner-take-all games in MLB postseason history. Now, that's obviously being the winning pitcher of note when it comes to the decision, but I think that that's absolutely startling. Obviously, this is not a winner-take-all situation, but I think that Morton's going to be able to go out there, go like five or so innings. That's really been his MO. Be solid, but I think that the Dodgers are going to get a little bit more out of Walker Buehler, and in the end, I think that the Dodgers pull out a little bit of a lower-scoring game. So we're going to be going with this little under, and we're going to be taking the LA Dodgers on the money line, and that will wrap things up for the Baseball Bang Podcast on this Friday. A big thanks, Rachel Luba. Terrific job as not just an agent to Trevor Bauer, but also doing her own podcast, Corked Up with Jessica Kleinschmidt. So, big thanks to her for joining me in the second segment. And if you like what you're hearing from this fine podcast, you're able to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. That'd be Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. And if you ever have a question for the podcast, feel free to fire that into my Twitter timeline at GRSCordy1. Big thanks to Book It Sports for also being a part of this podcast. Very much looking forward to them launching November 1st. I've got the beta test. I can tell you right now, I absolutely love that. Just like I love you guys listening to this podcast every day. Hopefully you're safe, healthy, and doing well, and I'll talk to you guys once again tomorrow. Thank you so much for tuning in.